0: Hello, welcome back to Adorned Podcast. We are on episode 84 and we are finishing up our Advent series today.
1: Hi friends and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. So today we're going to talk about a little eschatology. If you don't know what that means, that means the study of end times. Luckily, we're not going too in depth because we would be in trouble if we were, because I have (laughs) not studied it much. I'm not sure anybody
0: has studied it enough to have like a... Like real solid I mean obviously there's classes and there's seminary Things like that but I feel like It it can get really overwhelming
1: It can and I feel like we're not supposed to understand it I think it's part of the mystery Uh, which I mean Some people roll their eyes. Oh, yeah. Appeal to the mystery to keep from having to really understand. But I really do think that that's part of the mystery. I feel like
0: if there's one area of scripture where you can really pull that card, I feel like
1: it's this. I think so, too. I think so, too. But we'll talk about it here in a little bit. But first, a, a fun question. So what is your favorite Christmas gift that you've ever given to someone?
0: Um, I wish I had like a super thoughtful, I was, sh- we were just watching last night, Taylor and I were watching, um, the parks and rec where, I don't watch parts oh
1: Parks my and Rec. Gosh, it's so One good. of these days we will.
0: Well, the main lady Leslie Nope, she's like the ultimate gift giver. Like she gives everybody something so thoughtful and amazing, and like perfect for each of them. And it's just so great. And so then they finally want to like pay her back, and they all come together and get her this gift, and it's awesome. But I
1: was like thinking about that, I was like, I am not a good gift giver. I'm really not either and I try like there's been times that I've like tried to put so much thought into something yeah. and like try to like make something I've gotten like crafty or whatever and I feel like it's always just a big flop <laughs> like that just is not my gift Mine and then either. I'm so sad because I spent so much time and so yeah. much effort like one year I gave Jonathan for our anniversary it was supposed to be a year's worth of dates like traveling the world so I like worked really hard to find like a restaurant from all these different countries wow, and that's things a- to Great every idea. single month and I spend a lot of time planning it and we did like one of them <laughs> just because life happens like Ethiopian food doesn't sound Not very exactly. good right exactly <laughs> that's exactly what happened <laughs> we went to a really good Italian restaurant out in um, Driftwood with mm-hmm. like a winery attached and stuff oh, that's and we haven't been back but we need to go um but that's like the only one we actually <laughs> did and so it was like I felt like it was a big flop I like promised all well these it's the thought that counts we ended right? up going People to our that? old like chewies you know like, <laughs> hey that's Mexico again. there you go it's <laughs> International. we did a lot of Mexican that year so you have you have a good one though I
0: did one year I did like a. this was before kids clearly because you can't, re- oh, anyways. It was like a 12 <laughs> days of Christmas thing where each day he had like a gift and like a thoughtful little thing. And it was really, cu- I think it was the first year we were married. Do you probably. remember any of the specific gifts? Like, Well, like on the fifth day of Christmas or something like that, I gave him like five monsters, you know? And then like, so sometimes it had to do with the number. Yeah. Because yeah. he loves those stupid monsters that friends. are horrible for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, so sometimes it was like little things like yeah. that. And then sometimes yeah. it was like a wallet because I like tied in somehow. Money to one of the numbers. I don't really remember, but it was really fun.
1: So I just asked Jonathan because Jonathan's here today while we're recording. I was like, hey, have I ever given you something really good? And he's wearing this jacket that I got him last year. It's a fake leather jacket. And It's crazy because I ordered it, it, like, came from China, and yes, we talk about doing local, like, shopping local, (laughs) and I try to do that, but I could not afford a real local leather jacket, so I, like, ordered it from China, and I had to order it, like, three sizes big, (laughs) and... It said it was going to be here, but then it kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back. And on Christmas Eve, I get a <laughs> knock at the door and I go, and the package is on the doorstep. A Christmas miracle. It was a Christmas <laughs> miracle. And it's like his favorite thing ever. Like he even wears it on stage, like uh-huh. when he's playing sometimes. And <laughs> so it made me so happy that it got here in time and that he loves it so much. Yeah, so. that's a fun one. Yeah, it's a fun one. but. We were talking about how maybe we should be better gift givers. Well, <laughs> but we can. Maybe this year we can step up our game. <laughs> maybe so. This
0: can be our accountability. Yes. We're going to pick yes. at least one person. We're going to just nail it. Nail it. Yes. <laughs> Although I'm about to have a baby, so I shouldn't make promises like that.
1: That's true. That's true. Now the, it's baby not the, 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 gi- the baby is the Here's gift. The baby is the gift. Let everybody stealer. hold the baby.
0: <laughs> 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 I created this <laughs> really this special thing. gift for
1: you. <laughs> okay. Oh. So... We have been walking through biblical theology through the meta narrative. Me- I always get stuck you said up it on right. the word meta narrative yeah. of scripture. So we have creation, fall, redemption, and today we're on the piece that like, it's called <laughs> it a bunch several of different things. Yeah, restoration was the first way I heard it, but it can also be called glorification or consummation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what does this mean? Let's talk about that a little bit. I
0: think um, if we're if we're breaking it down like we have with the other parts of the storyline, this is kind of the ultimate, right? This mm-hmm. is the end. Yeah. This is you know what we've been working towards, and like we talked about last time, we're not there yet. We're in this kind of already, already but and not yet, in mm-hmm. this kind of in between. But I think um, we have some good kind of resources that we've used to kind of define it because it can get, like we said, it's a very confusing doctrine to study. Yeah. But there is some things that everybody, you know, we can agree on Mm -hmm. and we can all get on the same page and understanding like, what are we actually talking about when we say restoration? Let's Mm -hmm. just stick with restoration. I like restoration because I
1: feel like it's a good, like all encompassing. It talks about like the glorification of our bodies, but then also the consummation of Jesus's like kingship. Yeah. And so I think it, I think it encompasses everything. So I like the word restoration. Okay.
0: Let's go with that for here.
1: So, um, Like Erin said, we'll be using a lot of different resources today. I spent a lot of time just kind of reading through different things, and this is not something I've spent a ton of time studying. So there'll be a lot of, like, quoting other people, but that's (laughs) okay because they have... Studied a lot more than we have. Um, so in the essential truths of the Christian faith, which I used to refer to a lot, I haven't talked about it in a while, but it's by R.C. Sproul. Um, he says that as his first advent, this is talking about Jesus, as his first advent... Secured our redemption. So his second advent is the blessed hope of the church for the full consummation of his kingdom. And I thought this was perfect because it uses the word mm-hmm, advent mm-hmm. and then it also uses the word consummation. So I like that. But then it, you kind of ask yourself when you read that, well, what is his kingdom referring to? Mm-hmm. So he also talks about that um, a little bit in a different chapter. So I'm going to read part of the book to you. It's Jesus inaugurated the kingdom of God. He has already been. Enthroned in heaven, but it is as though he is a king in exile with few loyal subjects. At his return, he will fully consummate his reign. The New Testament indicates that the kingdom of God is both both present and future. There is an already and not yet to the kingdom, just like Aaron was talking about. Both aspects must be understood and embraced by Christians. To view the kingdom either as already totally realized or as totally futuristic is to do violence to the message of the New Testament. We serve a king who has already been enthroned, yet we await his triumphal return in glory when every knee will bow before him. So basically to, s- to summarize
0: all, all, all of what we're saying here, to define this, this part of the story of God's redemptive history is to say when all things are new, yes. when Jesus comes again, mm-hmm. and there's no more sadness, no more tears. Um, I'm going to just read the page from the book that I've been quoting, the kids' book all the time, The Garden, the Curtain, and the Cross. It explains it as... We can live with God forever. There will be nothing bad and no one sad. We will see God and speak to God and just enjoy being with God as he planned. It will be wonderful to live with him. And it's all because of Jesus. So I think I had an interesting conversation with my kids the other day because I guess we had never really talked about this
1: part of the story Mm -hmm.
0: because they heard somebody say like when Jesus comes again, they're like, Jesus isn't coming again. And I was like, wow, I have missed a lot with you guys because we haven't. I mean, we focus a lot on creation and how God created and intended things to be and how then that was broken. And then we Mm -hmm. talk a lot about how Jesus came and he had to come to redeem us. And but then we kind of rest there, which is a good place to rest. There's nothing wrong with that. But I realize, well, I've never told you guys like what's going to happen in the future and so when we're talking about this this part of restoration it's like Casey saying some of it has been enacted as far as like we can live within the kingdom now but what we're ultimately talking about is when Jesus comes again and there's new heaven and new earth Mm -hmm. and it's what we think of when we think of like going to heaven.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that sometimes we avoid this because it's kind of, it's scary in the fact that just, we don't know, like yeah. we can look back to, um, Jesus's redeeming work because it's, it's a past thing. Like we can read about oh, it in the Bible and point. it's a past thing that mm-hmm. we see it already happened, but this is future. Mm. And so we have glimpses in the Bible, but it's not like we can actually see exactly what yeah. it's going to be like. So like to me, to someone that's like kind of a planner and like, To know things like it's scary, and Mm. so I just kind of avoid it because I I feel like I don't know enough to answer all the questions, Mm -hmm. I'm just unsure, I don't like to be wrong, you know, all these things. So I think we kind of avoid it sometimes, it's easier to look back
0: on something Mm -hmm. that's already happened. And yeah. it is to look forward. Yeah, that's right. a really good point. Yeah. I think
1: about that. Um, systematic theology also says it like this in reference to the, the glorification piece that we're talking about. It says glorification is the final step in the application of redemption. It will happen with c- when Christ returns and raises from the dead bodies of all t- believers for all time who have died and reunites them with their souls and changes the bodies of all believers who remain alive, thereby giving all believers at the same time perfect resurrection by like his own. own. Mm that's so amazing to think about yeah. like I I really enjoyed diving into this this week and like I said I've kind of avoided it in the past it's kind of been like this scary thing to me but I feel like I feel like that happens when you jump straight into revelation straight into eschatology it can be kind of scary but if you've spent time in the other parts of the Bible and if you've spent time really studying like the character of God and like his plan as a whole for mm-hmm. his people I think this is less scary yeah because if you're really trusting in the fact that He is a, a good and a sovereign God, then you know that no matter what happens in the future is going to be for our good and His right. glory, and yeah. you can trust in that, and we can be excited about that. Yeah, that's so a it really good have point. To be scary, yeah, that's a really good point because I've
0: always, especially as a kid, because I was a kid when all those like left behind yep, movies came out. I was thinking out, the same. Thing. So I was always just like terrified yeah. when I'd come out to dinner. I'd be like, "Is everybody here? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Yes. Did I get left behind?" Yes. And so I was always like terrified, and so I think that's a really good point of. Making sure like we understand this is why the whole metanarrative exactly. scripture matters yes. because if you do just focus on one part, it can get out of balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit more about what will it be like since we said we don't know exactly what it will be like, but there are some things that we can. Look forward to and not be afraid of. So what are some of those things?
1: Yeah. So when I was thinking about a place to find like a good summary of this, my mind automatically went to the new um, Risen Motherhood book, which Mm -hmm. we had Emily and Laura on the podcast a few months ago, because they talk a lot about the meta narrative of scripture, like Mm -hmm. everything they talk about, they talk about where it fits into that. And so they do a really good job of summarizing kind of what this will look like. So I'm going to read part of their of their book. It says one day Jesus will return, resurrecting the dead in Christ, bringing the living believers to himself and transforming them to be like himself. God will make the whole earth new and oversee the final judgment. Eden had the potential for protect. uh, Protection, perfection, but the new earth will be perfect. Satan, the enemy, will be defeated once and for all. He'll be thrown into the lake of fire, never again able to tempt us with his lies and tainted promises. Those who believed in the world's answers, hoped in themselves, and refused to bow to Christ as Lord will be condemned eternally. On that day, followers of Christ will reign with him and dwell with God, will no longer struggle with distracted hearts, lukewarm affections, and misplaced worship. On the day of the final defeat of darkness, we'll fully dwell with the king of lights forever with eternal joy, peace, and companionship, more alive than we've ever been. That is good. It's so good. I was like, I can't say it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say it better than they can.
0: So let's just quote them. That's really good. I mean, I think the main points that we take away from that is there's no more sin, there's no more sadness, there's there's only joy and peace and L- Christ likeness and perfect bodies like that's <laughs> the thing that I
1: am probably like s- most excited about <laughs> right now just because like like uh, medical anxiety is one of my things so I'm always like fearful that something's wrong with my mm-hmm. body and then you know we just have aches and pains as you get older and I was actually reading in systematic theology address that addressed that specifically it said the aging process is is part of of the fall yeah. you know and so we'll just have young youth Bodies, Mm -hmm. and it'll just be like we cannot even fathom it. Like, yeah, it's just something you can't even really grasp. I also liked how um, in the book. Theology that we talk about sometimes It's a kid's um, kind of like a kid's Systematic theology book it talks About the final wedding and I like this part When we're thinking about like the consummation It says from the day when God created Eve and brought her to Adam their joining In marriage spoke a hidden message The love of a husband for his bride reflects The love of Christ for his church A man and a woman becoming one in marriage is a picture Of the church the people of God and Jesus Joining together in a heavenly marriage At the end of the age all the Wedding celebrations on earth point to that that greater wedding day and the celebration we will have in the new Jerusalem. Mm. So I like that idea. I love weddings. I know love (laughs) weddings. We talk about a lot of times about marriage and how it's this picture of Jesus and his bride, the church. Mm. And then the end, we'll see that like fully consummated. And so I I just thought that was a pretty picture. Yeah, that is. That was a good picture. And then if you want
0: like a, a short little definition systematic theology um, by Grudem he says believers will enter into the full enjoyment of life in the presence of God forever and I just I love that because I'm like we've talked about on here before I'm a seven on the Enneagram so I'm like anything that sounds fun Fun. I'm like sign me up (laughs) and so when he describes
1: it as like the full enjoyment of life Mm -hmm. I'm like Yes. Like your best day, like yes. the best day ever, like in Austin, hiking, drinking <laughs> juice, like doing all the things you just love. Heaven will be like that forever, uh, forever. Uh. Okay, so where do we see all this in Scripture? We already talked uh, just a little bit about Revelation, but it's actually all over Scripture, right? Yeah, I mean, I think we our first I thought is if it, this is the
0: end of the manna narrative, we should go to the end of the mm-hmm. Bible. But I mean, it's all throughout the Bible. Kind of like we've talked about all the different aspects mm-hmm. that we've walked through so far. I mean, we see it in the old Testament in Job and Isaiah and Daniel. Um, we see, I'll read
1: just one of those so that. Yeah. There's a lot okay. of scripture. Yeah. There's so much scripture.
0: <laughs> um, so in Job 19, 25 through 27, it says, for I know that my redeemer lives and at the last, he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. So we see that he's already, you know, which is funny because in the Old Testament, he would have had to think past Jesus yeah. coming again. And yeah. then Yeah. But already thinking of, you know, what it will be like for us for eternity.
1: And we just think about like all the suffering that Job was enduring and just how much of a comfort and a hope Mm -hmm. that had to give him to think to this, you know, these future, this future restoration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then in the new Testament, we were just talking before this, and I was like, all roads lead to Romans 8. <laughs> like, it seems like Romans 8 is probably my favorite chapter in the whole Bible, and I've said that before, but it seems like every time, like, when we're studying for anything, yeah. anything at all, and I'm looking and preparing, like, all roads lead to this <laughs> chapter in the Bible. <laughs> all doctrine can be found in All doctrine within within can, Romans can 8. be <laughs> found Romans 8. So I'm going to read... I'm going to go ahead and read both of them. It's Romans eight sixteen through seventeen says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. Mm-hmm. There's that glorification. And then Romans eight thirty says, and those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He also glorified.
0: Yeah, I like that glorified.
1: Mm-hmm. We see that that language used yeah. over and over. I really like
0: this passage in First Thessalonians 4. It's verses um, 16 and 17 because I think it
1: gives us a little bit like more details. If you're like, hey, I want mm-hmm. more detail. Yeah, actually, a lot of First Thessalonians 4 mm-hmm. has it. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So this these two verses say for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command with the voice of an arch. I always want to say archangel. Arc I think it's archangel. angel. It's, arc ang- it's kind of hard to say, though. Yeah. yeah. The voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will always be with the Lord. And this this um, sounds can sound a little like.
1: Uh you know but I mean it's what the Bible says it is it is and I love this picture of Jesus coming back like we'll talk about it a little bit more in a little bit but like in Revelation where it talks about him coming back he's like all tatted uh-huh. up and like he's <laughs> a bad dude like, it's it's kind of fun to think about yeah Um. and then again Paul Paul talks about this a lot in um, Philippians 3 20 through 21 he says but our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself so saying our body is mm-hmm. going to be like Jesus's body mm-hmm. Like just complete perfection. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's so exciting. And another place you can look first Corinthians, the whole chapter 15, um, talks about this. And then revelation, um, 19 through 22 also talks about this, but yeah, that was so you much could dig read. into those. So you can dig into this those. Week. Yeah. So now that we, we kind of have an understanding
0: of what it is and where it is in scripture, how does Christmas kind of point to. To this right because we're we're looking forward now we're not looking back so much so now we're looking forward. So how does Christmas point to this restoration.
1: So it is the fully completed work of Jesus. It's the whole reason Jesus came. Mm -hmm. He came to redeem but he also came to restore. Mm -hmm. And so. Yes, he was this little baby born and he came to die on the cross, but that's not where the story ends. Yeah. The story ends with full restoration of, of everything, of the earth, of our bodies, of everything. And so we can't really think about Christmas without thinking about that peace too, or we're not thinking about it fully.
0: Right. Right. Just like how we can't think, you know, when we talked about creation and the fall and how all of those things were pointing us towards Jesus. Now we're doing the same thing, but we're, pointing from Christmas towards the ultimate and I think that's a really good way to explain it is like Jesus didn't just come to live on earth or he he even didn't just come to die on earth but he came he did those things like you're saying so that we can ultimately live with him like it's like that was always part of the plan. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. you know, the purpose of him coming was not to just redeem us so we could, you know, live better lives while we're here. on Yeah. Earth.
1: Or even so our souls could be in heaven. Like right. This right. is talking about like a bodily restoration. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point. It's like it's the end goal. Yeah. It's, it's really what makes sense of Christmas. But we don't usually think about
1: Mm-mm.
0: it during Christmas. If no. You're, if we're honest. No. Right?
1: I I don't know that I ever
0: have. Honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. So how do we how do we view Christmas differently because of
1: this? So like I was talking about a minute ago, as I was like meditating on this and just thinking about this, I was thinking about um, in Revelation 19 verses 11 Through 16, it talks about kind of what it's going to look like when Jesus comes back. So it says, Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many When you think about that, when you picture Jesus that it's talking about here, like Mm -hmm. I said, he's like a bad dude. Like (laughs) he's coming on this white horse. He's got a sword as his tongue. He's got tats on his legs. (laughs) Like he is just. He is the ultimate king. And so it's kind of funny, like when you think about that picture and you're like picturing this baby in a manger, uh-huh. like growing up to be that. So it kind of made me giggle a little bit. But in all seriousness, as I I was as I was thinking about this, it gave me like just this reverence for mm. Jesus as our king. And it I think it, Especially this year, like thinking through all this, it's going to help me look past that baby in a manger, Mm -hmm. like you said. It's going to make me look to the future. And it really made me think about, like, when the wise men came to see Jesus, you know, as a toddler and they brought him these gifts. We were reading, um, it's a kid's storybook Bible called uh, The Mighty Acts of God. And it was talking about this, about, the Wiseman did not bring your typical baby shower gifts. Like they brought gifts <laughs> fit for a king. Like, what if right. I brought you like Frankincense? <laughs> I mean, essential oils are like all the rage now, but I think you he would Here's want something some. Mer. Yeah, I think you would want something just a little more practical. But take like the gold. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You could go pawn it and then buy some diapers or something. Um, but like they brought gifts fit for a yeah. king yeah, because a he. Point is the king mm-hmm. and i think even when we think about like jesus's life on earth like he never became the king that we picture in our mind right. like he lived this very very humble life which is showing us how we're supposed to live in right, humility. the upside down kingdom right that exactly about. exactly but when we look forward to this picture of like this guy like riding on this white horse this is a little bit more of the like kingly picture that we mm-hmm. s- that we like would think of and I just never think of that when I look at the baby in the manger yeah and so yeah. to think of that and to think of like this final consummation of his like kingship is is just a really neat thing mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's a good point I think like I feel like we might say this every episode but I think it's important for Christmas because it reminds us like the point of Christmas yes and yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna say that every time because it's so easy to slip back into I mean we we just decorated we're recording this early November and we already decorated for Christmas because well one because I wanted to (laughs) and two because the baby's coming any day now but um like, it was, it's just easy in the, while we're decorating, I'm like, no guys, come on, we have to decorate the house, uh-huh. this has to look like this, yeah. these these go over here, and like, we do like a little Christmas village, and um, I'm looking at it right now, and it's not how I originally <laughs> set it up, because my kids like to play with yeah. it, and I'm like, okay, does it really matter, so I think, like, thinking about, not just restoration, but the whole, because now we've covered all of it, so really trying to keep in mind, the whole meta narrative of scripture and thinking about Christmas in light of mm-hmm. all of these ways that yep. we've talked about really does help us to remember what Christmas is about. And I was thinking about this too. I think, in particular, when thinking about restoration, it should almost like push us to want to share that. Yes, absolutely. Like we should now, in light of everything that we've talked about, we should be like, This is amazing. I want other people to know this. I want other people to experience this someday. And I want people to understand the fullness of Christmas Mm -hmm. and the, you know, the end goal of Christmas Mm -hmm. and why Christmas had to happen because of the fall and like to really understand that. So that would be my kind of that's my challenge to myself. And then to anybody listening is like, who is someone that you can kind of. Maybe take one piece from each episode or just pick one piece and like what who can you share that with and really encourage this Christmas to, you
1: know, to grow in their understanding of why Christmas matters. Yeah, that's good. So Christmas I think is next week, right? I think when this is coming out, it'll <laughs> be like in in like a week or oh, so. That's so crazy. And so we're just praying that you all have a sweet Christmas yes. with your families. You're able to focus on the reason for the season and that you have a very happy new year. Yes, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. As great as the Lord, be praised, over us.
0: If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and most
1: importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cox.